Blog Talk Radio. Souls on all levels and in all dimensions are on their own evolutionary journey. There is no end point, no specified timing, and no losers. Every soul goes through their own unique experiences, yet we all have much in common. The higher self's evolutionary perspective, then, builds bridges of understanding. Let's move the focus from division and conflict to acceptance and love of ourselves and others. Oh, hi, guys. <laughs> Good morning. It's Janet, and it is um, a funny morning. Let me just say, wait a minute. <laughs> um, I, I had everything set up to do the video, and suddenly it said low battery, and I had just looked at it, it said 97%. So I, in, in one and a half minutes before showtime, I'm trying to resolve my, my issue here. So, um, you know, you guys have just got to bear with me for a second. So we're going to have a great show. Once we get to it, just a little technical difficulty, what can I say? Um, I had to take everything out of the setup, so um, heck. I just got to check. I got it. then I plugged it in. It said it was ninety-seven percent. Okay. So anyway, it's just going to be a really weird show, guys. Uh, but I, it's a good one, though. Uh, okay. So it's. I'm going to look a little different. Um, I don't even know if I show. Wait, let me check. Okay. This probably all edited out. I'm not sure. I'm just trying to line line it up, you know, line up so my head isn't cut off and all of that. All right. I think I have it sort of set. Sort of ridiculous. Anyway, hello, good morning. Um, because of the blog talk, with the blog talk, I can't delay it because the blog talk starts if it were just a video, I could just start the video five minutes later when I get got it set up. But because it's dovetailed in here, it's a little different. Anyway, it has been a week of technical difficulties, and the computer didn't work yesterday. It still doesn't work today. And now we have this little funny thing with the GoPro that I use that said it, there's no battery. When, Ten minutes earlier, I checked, and it was 97%, so I don't know what that's about. Anyway, let's start. Um, okay. Now, first of all, remember last week, I put out there, if you guys want to ask me any questions, to please come forward with questions. And, in fact, nobody did. So that's fine. There's that option is open to anybody and everybody all the time. You don't have to wait for me to invite you again. I will remind people. I did talk with a client who's become a good friend, and he has questions. I didn't talk with him. I you know, went through email. And we're going to be talking later this afternoon. And he said, oh, I've got some questions for you. So I'm thinking I will have questions from time to time, and I will bring them to you guys on the show. Okay. Wait a minute. I have to. Oops. I want to make sure that people on Blog Talk can hear me. 
because I'm doing it through my phone, and I have my phone covered up with all the stuff for stuff. So hopefully you will help me. Anyway, I want to talk today because I've talked the last four sessions, the last four shows. I've talked about this work, what it is, where it comes from, how to do it, even. And today I want to talk to you about the results and. The results are, this show has to be in two parts. I mean, it could be in ten parts. There are many, many stories, many, many stories about myself and about others that I can share with you. It's really effective work. It really happened. These things really happened. And I want to share with you so that you get some understanding of why it's such a good idea to do this work. Now, to begin, I just... I want to use or introduce you to an analogy that I use quite a bit. Many of my clients or my meetup group people or on the radio before I started doing the video, they would really have, they will have heard me give this analogy. But I have to give this analogy for you all because the video, you guys on video, you know, it's a new audience. So I want to talk to you about the gym analogy, the G-Y-M, going to the gym. You make the decision one day, you're going to get, finally get yourself in physical shape. And so you decide to join a gym. Now, of course, it doesn't have to be a gym, but just go with the flow here. Uh, So you go to the gym, and you walk in, and you're like, um, you know, there's 100 different machines, there's weights, there's dozens of classes you can take. There's all sorts of things that options that you have that you can you can do. And so you don't know where to begin. Maybe you get a trainer, somebody to show you the ropes for a time or two, and then you know how many reps to do on things, how to operate the machines, et cetera, et cetera, and then off you go. Now let me just explain. What happens if you go once a month, not much. You might feel good after that one time a month because you made some effort and you felt your muscles straining and and working and everything, but you're not going to get much of a result. You're not going to get much help from once a month. And so by the third month, you basically quit. You walk away, oh, this doesn't work. I just can't find the time. I've got way too many other things to do in my life. And that's the same thing with this kind of work, the energy work. If you only do it once every month or two or three, you're not going to see the results. Now, if you go to the gym and you decide, okay, I'm really going to commit. I'm going to commit to myself, my physical health. And you decide to go three times a week, four times a week, twice a week, whatever. But you make the decision to commit to yourself And what happens into the second week, if you're going three times a week, you start to notice a little bit of difference. By the third week, you really start to see some shifts. Maybe some weight comes off. If you have weight issues, maybe you're just really excited because you're beginning to see definition in your muscles, or maybe you're able to lift a higher weight than you could that first day or two that you went in, and you start to get motivated. And then continuing to go to the gym is propelled by the results that you are getting. And you just keep going, and you make it a lifestyle. You fold it into your already busy life, and you make that commitment to yourself. 
after six months or 10 months, when you get to the weight you're looking to get to, or you get, you know, you're feeling really good and you're starting to look good, you wouldn't stop going to the gym, would you? Because then you're not continuing to make pro- progress. And maybe in some ways you feel like you go back some because you're not exercising those muscles. It's the same with this work, guys. The absolute same. You don't want to stop after six months. You're going to have changes. You're going to have shifts. You're going to have benefits. But there's always more to come. Now, the difference between the gym and this work is anything you did, any healing you did on yourself with my work doesn't come back to haunt you. In the gym, if you quit after six months, you're going to start, you know, your muscles are going to lose their tone and maybe you'll start putting the weight back on, whatever. It's just going to be, you know, you're going to, you're going to take, go back a little bit. This work, you don't go back. You, whatever you've done, you've done and it's gone. The thing is, we have so many layers from so many of those lifetimes that I keep telling you about that we just have more to do. And sometimes we perceive that we're going backward because an issue that we've already worked on seems to come back again. It's not that it comes back again. It's that the upper layers have been taken off and the lower layers are now bubbling up to be removed. And when they bubble up, they bring into our outer reality issues and problems and uh, this, an issue or a situation that's similar to what you worked on before. It's only an opportunity. It's only an indicator. Hey, you can, there's more to do, and you can do it. So anyway, I'm gonna, today I'm going to talk to you about the, my, my journey. Now, the reason I use myself as an example, and I've done it over the years on various shows and various groups, but not all at once like I'm doing here on this show. And the reason I use myself is not to toot my own horn or brag or say, hey, aren't I so great, but... I've been doing this a long time, 30-plus years. And so I've had the benefit of seeing the enormous amount of changes this work can create for yourself. And that's why I want to share the horse's mouth. This isn't third party. I'm not giving you an anecdote uh, from someone else. Now, I'm going to do that next week because I don't want you to think that I'm the only one that's ever benefited from this work. I want you to know that, you know, your neighbor – your mother-in-law, your nephew, your boss, your colleague, anybody can benefit from this work. So I'm starting with me, and then next week I'll, I'm going to be give you some examples from other people as well as just kind of a general overview of the kind of things you can work on because you can work on virtually anything. There is no limits to this work, and I mean no limits. It's not a work that's just for the psychological or just the emotional or just the physical or just anything. It works for everything. So I know, I know, you know, those, those divine energies, they can address anything we want. Okay, now I'm going to tell you my story. Just to let you know, you don't need 30 years to, to go through a lot of shifts and changes and reap the benefits from this work. I started in the 80s. And therefore, the energies back then were much denser than they are now. The energy has been increasing its frequency moment to moment to moment. And I'm going to talk to you about that, I don't know, maybe in three weeks. Um, The energy is as a result of what the higher self call the evolutionary thrust. And I think I mentioned it once or twice on the show. 
So <clears throat> it's basically, I, I'm just going to talk about it in a couple, three weeks. But the people that I know that started when I began introducing this work just have zoomed through the improvements, get, get, garnering all of those benefits and shifts and changes in their life much quicker than I did. Mine were amazing enough, but I do want you to know that you don't have to put in 30 years of work to get this kind of benefit. It really, you don't. We're just so lucky this time. It's like we have a wind at our back, and so we're very lucky. Now, let me begin. The first thing I'm going to tell you about is the anxiety. Um, <clears throat> I, had, I was adopted and by my aunt and uncle, and the trauma of losing my parents, and that there was some various situations afterward led me to the place of being feeling completely alone and isolated and unloved in my family. Uh, my parents died when I was 18 months. So I grew up with an enormous amount of anxiety. I was an emotional back, basket case, trust me, all over the place, emotional mess. But the anxiety was the most problematic. It was so difficult. I was anxious all day long, every day. Now, I didn't have anxiety attacks, but I <clears throat> still was just in a state of anxiety all the time. So, very first, and I knew I'd been in and out of therapy because I was such a mess growing up, and I knew that a lot of the anxiety was there, but it re I really didn't, there was nothing causing it. Because, you know, my life wasn't constant, one drama, one drama, one drama after another that would cause the anxiety. Sometimes I have weeks or a couple months with nothing to show for it, but I was anxious nevertheless. So I go to have my very first, Joan called her sessions readings with, with Joan Culpepper, and I asked about the anxiety in that reading, and the, uh, the higher self said, through Joan, said <clears throat> that, you know, if you, if you eat or ingest something that's really bad for your system, your body reacts, and you, you'll often have diarrhea to release the toxin. And they said, but, you know, you never hold on to diarrhea. It never would occur to you to hold on to diarrhea. Excuse me if it's TMI. But in any case, they said the emotional reaction of anxiety is, is a toxin of the mind. So are all emotions, fears, uh, shame, grief, anything. They're toxins of the mind. But what do we do with them? We hold on to them. We analyze them. We try to figure them out. We tell, you know, friends, our loved ones, our kids, our parents, our spouses, our partners, our bosses, we are constantly talking about whatever the issue, emotional issue is. And I'm sure in some ways talking about it can help, but we don't have the prop, we don't, we never had or we didn't have the solution or the process to let those emotions go. You know, we can't help it. We get diarrhea, we can't help it, right? But with emotions, we do have a choice, and we usually hold on to them. And so the higher self said what, what they wanted me to do was just to let the anxiety go, see it, imagine it as smoke going out the top of my head into the light. Well, I was a newbie. 
I didn't have anything to lose, so I went to my car, whipped all the anxiety, just poured right in again, and I gave it a try. And after about two or three minutes of just constantly seeing that, I, it went away. I'm like, okay. Then, I don't know, an hour later, it all came back again. And so throughout the day, I just kept doing that exercise. Next morning, same thing. Back came the anxiety. I kept doing the exercise. And what I noticed as, as one day or two days and three days went by, it got less and less and less, and it happened less and less often. By the fifth day, or maybe the sixth, it was gone. It was gone completely. It was so life-changing not to have that anymore. I want you to know it was astounding. And I, once I learned that about, not, not right away, but in time, that experience just kept coming back to me as a reminder. And when I felt other kinds of emotions, I would do the same thing. And it's really hard when you get into an emotional state to let something go because it takes you over. So it's hard. But what I'm saying is remember that. Remember you can get rid of your emotional states, whatever they are, by doing that. Okay, that was one. Next one. Again, I don't know about the order. At one point I had a rather large ovarian cyst. My gynecologist took the sonogram, size of a peach, I'm going to have to do surgery on you, bop, 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 I went, you know, he said, but I want you to just, you know, well, we won't schedule surgery right away, let's wait, a, you know, a couple, three, four weeks, come back in, let me take a look at it, and let's see what the status is. If it's beginning to shrink a little, maybe we'll wait another three or four weeks, if it's larger, we'll go ahead, or the same, we're going to go ahead and schedule the surgery. So I go home, and I get going, okay, on working on that ovarian cyst. And I just kept sending it energy and I had learned other kinds of techniques, um, well, hands-on, so I would do hands-on healing for me, but it's really the same energies that you're using with hands-on as that I do with this work, but I would focus it right there because it was on my right side. And after three weeks or so, I went back to the doctor and he gets his little wand and, you know, the uh, sonogram thing, and he goes over it and He's kind of frowning, and I can't really, I'm, I'm getting a little worried. He's kind of frowning. Then he moves the wand to the other side. Then he opens up his chart. He looks at the picture he took, and he looks at me, and he says, um, it's gone. He said, it's completely gone. And he was kind of shocked. And I said, okay. Um, and it was very early in my work with this, so I didn't know what to say. I said, well, you know, I did kind of a psychic healing kind of because I, I didn't know what to call it. I still actually don't know what to call it. But he just looked at me and he said, psychic schmikic. He, he literally said that, psychic schmikic. I don't know what you did. I don't care what you did, but it's gone. And he, like, pushed me out of the door. So that was the ovarian cyst. Allergies. I was pregnant with my daughter, never had an allergy in my life. I got such bad allergies when my, I was pregnant, and that happens with pregnant people. Pregnant women, from time to time, they get something called, I forget what it's called, but it's a pregnancy-oriented, you know, the change in the hormones and all of that, I guess, makes you more sensitive. And it was really miserable because you can't take anything. Well, okay, so I 
had my daughter, and I was assured by my doctor that they would go away as soon as I had the baby. Well, they did not go away, and it was so problematic for three, four years. I would have such bad allergies. I was getting chronic eye infections, chronic uh, sinus infections. I got uh, walking pneumonia a couple of times because my system was just hammered with these allergies. And I had, you know, I had a baby, I had a child, a young child. And, you know, it was a long time ago. There was no Google guys back then. So I couldn't just figure out, oh, what am I need to do? And so I, at one point, I had another reading with this Joan Culpepper. And she told me, she said, uh, the higher self said, well, you should begin by working on repressed grief. So that's what I did. But it expanded from there. I started with repressed grief and a ton of stuff was let go. And I started from there, but then other things would come up because one thing you don't know, the video people don't know, is just how complicated. Whatever we manifest, it's got a lot of pieces to it. So I started with that and just kept working. And within the first year, the allergies were 50%. By the second year, I was getting them a couple, three weeks in the spring and a couple, three weeks in the fall. And just simple medicine, half a four to six hour allergy over the counter saying, would, would do it for me. I would be fine. It's, and I never got any more sinus infections. I never got any more eye infections. And it was gone. So that's the allergies. I'm trying to rush because I'm running out of time. Um, I was born with a, uh, you know, I might skip over and go to something, some things that aren't physical because it might make you feel like this is only good for physical. But you have to understand, repressed grief, it create, it was part of this, this allergy thing, but repressed grief would affect you, everything in your life. Any kind of emotional issues are attached in so many different ways. The allergies gave me a focus of attention, gave me the opportunity to become aware. They were so bad. I was reaching to find help for myself, which is one of the ways the soul talks to us. It, it manifests something that's really problematic and brings to our awareness, hey, we got to do something about it. And so that's what I did and what I do when something comes up and what you can do when things come up for you. But I'm going to go, because I have several other several other um, physical things that this work has helped me with. But I want to go to a couple of others. One was I grew up believing that I was completely inarticulate. The, I, it was a self-identity. If someone talked to me about, you know, tell me about yourself, that was almost the first thing that came up. Well, I'm just inarticulate. I can't express myself very well. I couldn't write, I couldn't speak, I couldn't, I mean, I was very, very shy and believed myself to be completely inarticulate. And this may not seem like such a big thing, <laughs> but I worked on it anyway because I would freeze. Anytime I had to write something, anytime I had to speak, even, you know, somebody I didn't know very well and, I, and you need to be clear and you need to speak well, I, I, I'm telling you, it made me freeze. So when I got this work, I did start to work on that belief in myself. Beliefs and disbeliefs are huge, affects us in many ways. Every belief is a limiter. 
So I really started working on being inarticulate and that too expanded to, you know, lack of self-acceptance, lack of self-appreciation, lack of self-worth, lack of self-love, all of those kind of things would come up simultaneously because they're all, so many are connected and slowly but surely I moved out and stopped the freezing process. I've now written two books. I've been on the radio since 2011. I've had a meetup group since 2010. And before that, I had a Friday group every, uh, every week for seven years. I really was able to move out of that place. It was really a prison of my own making. Maybe other people said things to me that made me believe that, but most of it came from past lives. You know, anything that I'm telling you about comes from past, starts in the past lives. We bring it forward. In any case, it just changed my life. It opened up my life. You know, the, the work I did before this, I have an MBA from UCLA, and I did accounting work, uh, bookkeeping and tax returns and payroll and all sorts of things like that. And for 20 years, and where was I? I sat in my office a lot of the time, or I'd sat, sit in a little cubby in somebody else's work, again, mostly alone. And part of that had to do with the inarticulate and feeling uncomfortable of talking to people. And so it slowly shifted. Things slowly shifted. I Got the group, the Friday group. Eventually, I moved out of, I sold my accounting uh, company and moved into doing this work. And slowly but surely, I just keep expanding and having trust in myself. And another big issue for me, probably even bigger than being inarticulate, was self-doubt. That one I really worked on. Hard to be an entrepreneur you don't know what's around the next corner. You don't know what, what efforts you're going to be making will actually pay off or bring you or open doors. So I worked on self-doubt. That still comes up. For example, now somebody suggested or said, well, hey, why don't you do the video? Why don't you do the videos for the YouTube? And I have to say for like one nanosecond, I thought, hmm, really? And then immediately it was gone. I immediately said, yeah, good idea. And out I go, and despite the technical problems, here I am. So you guys can all do it for yourselves. We aren't stuck. So often we define ourselves with things that limit us. And I just want you to know that we aren't limited. And I want to just go back um, financial issues. I've had ups and downs, financial losses, up the wing-wing my life. And once I learned about this work, I started working on it. And it's complicated. It comes from so many different arenas, so many different belief systems, so many this and so many that. And I'd work on it, didn't get rid of the problem. Every once in a while, I'd have another real big financial thing, but I'd work on it again. And so what happened was the financial stresses and strains they not only became less serious, but they became more further and further out. In other words, further and further apart. So they weren't constant and chronic anymore. And that was fabulous. And I have to say, I did think, oh, you know, I fixed it now. It's really all gone. And then a few months or a year later, two years later, it would come up again. So I still do work on it. But 
maybe five or no, not five, maybe four or five, maybe seven or eight years ago, guess what? I had a big pressure, financial pressures, so many pressures. I was down to like $6 minus $6 in my checking account. I'm like, what am I going to do? And I got something in the mail and it was one of, it was, um, I'd actually gone to banks to see if I could get loans against my house because I did have some equity on the house, but they wouldn't, they wouldn't let me because my income wasn't enough. I'd forgotten all the stories and why, but then one day I got something in the mail from Wells Fargo. I'd had a business line of credit there from the early 90s I completely forgot about. And it was saying, hey, you know, hey, you can have $14,000. And I'm like, whoa. Now, you might think, oh, well, she had to borrow to make herself whole. But if I hadn't done that work on myself, I, ne- I would never have considered it because I grew up in a very financially conservative home and my father was just adamant about borrowing not good. But I found the result. I mean, I found the, the benefit came in the mail out of the blue. I'd thrown away those Wells Fargo letters for years thinking they were just solicitations. I'd completely forgotten that it had to do with a business line of credit I got and used once back in 1990, I think. I just completely forgot. And there it arrives. I borrow the money. I eventually fix up my home and sell it, and I get out of the debt, and there wasn't any problem. So you just never know when the doors are going to open or where they're going to open. They just open. That's the other benefit that you get is that you have doors, opportunities, possibilities come to you, and it's very, very exciting and very, very possible, guys, very possible for all of you. Now, there are more things. I have four more things on my list, but that's okay. I'll mark what I haven't told you, and maybe I'll tell you another time. And next week I'm going to talk to you about some of the other things that people have that's changed in others' lives. Absolutely. So with that, we're drawing to a close. I just can't believe it. I waste the first couple, three minutes on setting this up. I hope the video turns out all, all right. And I do want to thank the Blog Talk Radio people for also putting up with me. Now, again, you have any questions, any comments, want to reach out to me for any reason at all, please Email me, jvvmrichmond at gmail.com. So it's J as in Janet, V, V as in Victor, Victor, M as in Mary, Richmond, R-I-C-H-M-O-N-D, at gmail.com. I will get back to you. And people are beginning to reach out to me, so thank you so much. I love this show. I love Wednesdays. It's really important to me and I I'm here because I want to help I'm here because I want to give back I want to pay it forward I was so fortunate really so fortunate to get the fall into the information with my hairdresser who told me about Joan Culpepper it's just too funny you just never know where that door is going to open and it meeting her was probably one of the, if it not the biggest things that ever happened in my life. And boy, do I want to give it back to everyone. So with that, I will be back on 
next week, and I hope there won't be any technical difficulties. Thank you for your patience, and I will say goodbye now. Okay. <laughs> Bye, everyone. See you next week. Janet is a catalytic artist, an award-winning author, a radio show host, and a healer. You can find her on her website, HigherSelfVoice.com, also on Amazon, Kindle, Facebook, YouTube, and on the podcast app on your smartphone. To reach her with questions or for a healing session, her email address is jvvmrichmond at gmail.com.